Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we're talking about pizza. We're that, talking about pizza, baby. That's right. My pizza, name, pizza. My name is Joe Murata, along with the annoyed Michael Quinn. Yes, How that's, you doing that's there, me. I'm annoyed. You are the annoyed. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, folks, you're not annoyed yet with this intro. Uh, today, we're talking about pizza. We're going to slice up the history of pizza, and we are mm-hmm. going to have some great toppings and topics for you here. Will you? Okay, I'll stop. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys so much for being with us. If this happens to be your first time coming across Acid Wash Memories, I do want to remind you that we have 25 other episodes available where, Quinn? In the archives. In the archives. And that's about all different retro pop culture topics, video games, television shows, technology, all sorts of things. Today, it's pizza. So we thank you for joining us here. Quickly, uh, just a reminder that if you have a Twitter account, you can follow us there at AWM Podcast on Twitter. And you can also join our Facebook group, Acid Wash Memories. Just join the group and you can have fun talking about pizza and other various uh, food and non-food related topics Assorted over there. topics. Assorted yeah. topics, yes. So Quinn, pizza. You ever have it? You ever hear of it? You ever yeah. heard of it? Yeah. Uh, most of you, <laughs> I can't even say most. If you are listening to this and you've never had pizza in your life, I want you to stop the show, email us. Or Unless you're under the age us. of like four. Like, I don't know. Even then, maybe it's rare. Right. Like, you've all had I, pizza. Got any pizza in the freezer? We make fresh pizza. That's complicated. Not anymore. We use pizza in a skillet from Chef Boyardee. And I'm not going to insult your intelligence by asking what is pizza, but Quinn, what is food? It's something you eat. It provides nourishment, and right. you need it. Right. If you don't have it after like seven days or whatever they say, it's very you, bad. You you may not be with us anymore. Right. And pizza is a food, correct? Right. All yeah. right. So there we go. We got all that cleared up. What could be better than a great pizza? I don't know. Pizza is obviously a huge money maker and something that is ubiquitous, if you will, uh, throughout not only the United States where we are, but throughout the world. Uh, it's a $47 billion revenue uh, business as of 2022. Wow. That's a lot of dough. Shut up. Sorry. Uh, and there are over 35,000 pizza chains uh-huh. and 39,000 independent pizzerias and pizza restaurants 39, in the United States. Yeah. That's crazy. There's only 50 states, Quinn. That's almost 80,000 pizza places. It must be like one of the top types of restaurants, period. A Definitely pizzeria. Is. Like they're, Definitely. They're, there's one in like every town in America that has humans in it. There's at least one in every yeah. town. I mean, we have five, yeah. I think, nearby. And 13% of the United States population consumes pizza on any given day. That's, 13%? Yes, that's a lot of people. That's crazy. It's a lot of people eating the pizza. Why is that? It's easy. It's relatively inexpensive. But mm-hmm. you know my favorite part of a pizza, Quinn? Do you want to guess? Is it the taste? The taste. Yeah. yeah. It tastes good. I love the taste of pizza. There's all different varieties. We'll talk about those later. And you guys are probably wondering, if you're first listening, what does this have to do with retro pop culture? Well, we're going to talk about some of the pizza chains and their history. <laughs> yes. And probably jog up some memories. And uh, as those thoughts bake, you can feel free to tweet It's been around so long that it, it does have its weird memories, does it not? It does, yeah. And we want to hear your pizza memories <laughs> and preferences. history of it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do that on Twitter, at AWM Podcast, or on our Facebook group. So, okay, let's get into pizza, Michael Quinn. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, open this box up here and start slicing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I yeah, promise yeah. I'm done. It's been a lot. 
and it's already, only been, it's only yeah. been about three minutes. Three so minutes. It's wow. pretty embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. So unleavened bread. You ever hear bread? Yeah. That was around as early as 6,000 BC, if not earlier. One of the earliest foods there is, bread. It is. Before the leavening aspect was added. And flatbreads uh, were around around 5,000 or so BC. And a flatbread has uh, one defining characteristic, which is it's what? It's flat. There you go. I got it. And this is in places like Persia, ancient Greece and Rome. Obviously, right. ancient Greece is going to come into play here. And they will be topped with various, you know, locally found things such as cheese and dates and garlic and onion. Herbs. Herbs, yeah. yeah. A lot of herbs. And from that came the focaccia, pita, naan, you know, various regional differences in bread. Uh, now, the etymology of the word pizza is somewhat ambiguous. There's a few different theories. But my personal favorite one is that it went from... Um, Pitta, which is became pita bread, mm-hmm. to pizza. Right. That's my favorite one. I don't know what's real or not. And if you're an etymologist out there, let us know. Yeah. If you like edamame, let us edamame. know. Edamame. That's what the etymologists do? They eat edamame? They eat edamame. That's okay. you're an expert. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. In the 1500s in Naples, there was a, a French flat cake known as a galette. Now, that's in Naples, which is in Italy, obviously. Mm-hmm. That later became known as pizza. And at that time, this is a Renaissance era. It was kind of a street food known as, you know, for being for the peasants. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was higher class. Not for them. It's unleavened bread with crap on it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, right? And then the Spanish brought the tomato in. Ah. Now, the tomato is a key ingredient it's in... Say a plant? Yeah. <laughs> it bears fruit? Yes, it is a fruit, actually. Yeah. It's, it's botanically a fruit. It's used culinarily as a vegetable. Boring! So the tomato, obviously, was a key ingredient in this whole thing. But you would need that, wouldn't you? You do need that into making pizza the way we know it to this day. From there, it grew and grew. And by the 1800s in Naples, there was uh, the margarita pizza, which is that classic tomato, mozzarella cheese, and basil. Did they call it the margarita pizza, or did they just call it a pizza or No, something? they called it the margarita pizza, really? I believe. In the pizza 1800s? I think so, yeah. Interesting. I think so. Uh, but overall... Until that time, pizza was actually intended as a sweet dish, not a hot, not a savory dish, until the 1800s and into the 1900s. And by that time, okay, 20th century, we're here now. Right. That is when you started to get your bread, your cheese, and your tomato. Right. Being the three key components. Or, or sauce, as it's called the in the sauce, Italian community. Yeah, or the gravy, right? Yes. You can have that debate on Twitter as well if you want, or on Facebook. It's an age-old debate. What do you call this Italian tomato-based concoction we love on pizza, pasta, and so much more? Is it sauce or gravy? But that became the standard. What is a pizza? It's the dough, it's the cheese, it's the sauce, right? Gravy. Yeah, gravy. But where do you get this pizza? How do you get it? Where do you get it from? (laughs) Yeah, New New Amsterdam. Yeah. How do you get it? Well, in the early 1800s, there were, and this is actually a surprising fact to me, in Naples, Italy alone, 54 pizzerias already. Wow, it's like a lot. In the like, 1800s. Yeah, it, like, it is still like industrial modern times or whatever. True, true. Technically, it's it before is. our time, but, you know, they oh, had things. Just a tiny bit before you know, our time. They had things, and they could have a, a lot of pizzerias, theoretically, and they did. And they did, and by the end of the 1800s, the end of the 19th century, there were over 120 wow. pizzerias. Obviously, that's a place where you buy the pizza. Yeah, no shit. The immigrants that were coming, immigrating from Italy via Ellis Island into New York, a lot of them settled in New York, but elsewhere, uh, in the 19th century and the turn of the century, including my relatives, you know, that legitimately came in around that time. Yeah, did they come off the boat and they were like, where's the pizzeria? 
Like, right, they're like, and they're like, what? I or, need a slice. Yeah. There's no, what do you mean there's no, you never heard of this? So they just open them up. Yeah. Like, they're just like, you know what? I'll, that's going to be my job. There's no, there's demand. And that's kind of what it was in right. all seriousness, which is amazing that they did do that. Like, as funny as you're being, that I mean, is what happened. I they, mean, somebody had to be an opportunist, right? And they look around and they, they come from Naples where there's 54, which is a yeah, lot back then. Right. And they're like, wait yeah. a sec. This is like an opportunity. Right. right. I know how to make this thing that tastes good. And that I can just pe- said, and nobody, they don't have it here. They've never heard of it. They've yeah. never even seen it, right? And those opportunists were Gennaro and Giovanni Bruno from Naples. Of course. Uh, and they brought their Neapolitan pizza to Boston. Not Boston. to New York. But- <laughs> it's only on page four. <laughs> they, they, they got they got in a, a horse and buggy and they went up there instead of they, they just they were right there where there was tons of people they could have just sold it there well, they did it in Boston and uh, why would you travel like <laughs> we'll get a load you, you got a city right in front of you get a load of this one yeah Giovanni's son Vincent opened the first pizzeria in Chicago so. still we're not we're not we're we're coming in at the New York point and we're just not opening up one here other people uh, did yeah. obviously of course but those people that Bruno family man yeah. which incidentally I have relatives named Bruno I wonder if there's a relation mm. I'm not even kidding they're pizza titans now although it, yeah titans of pizza although it is a common Italian name but anyway uh, the word pizza first appeared in United States lexicon and then print in 1904 so it did not take very long right. as the 20th century started and in 1905 another other Gennaro, but this time Gennaro Lombardi, right? He allegedly opened the first New York City pizzeria. The reason I say allegedly is because if you if you guys haven't noticed that been with us, you know, here during history, a lot of this pre war basically, mm-hmm. there's always these vague, ambiguous origin it's not stories, yeah, mm-hmm. and disputed, and yeah. no, I did it first, no, I did it first, you know, that type well, of thing. I mean, there's nobody to write it down, exactly. But Gennaro allegedly opened uh, New York's first pizzeria. Lombardi's, very fittingly, on 32 Spring Street in Little Italy. Of course. Of course. Gennaro helped a lot of people, so a lot of the people that he helped by putting him to work making pizza, teaching them to make pizza the right way, a lot of them learned the trade and then opened their own places. Honestly, at this point, you know, we're at the turn of the century here. The only people that know what this is commonly are the Italian immigrants. Right. It hasn't caught on by this point. So this is also, a niche food. You probably want to open it up where there's Italians who know what the hell it is and then spread by word of mouth that way, right? Hence Little Italy. Right. Uh, very similar to how, you know, Chinese food, Chinese American food came to the US in Chinatown, you know, right. in San Francisco. You start and where the people know what it is. Exactly. Now, our state capital of Trenton, New Jersey. Yes, we're sorry that we live in New Jersey, but our state capital got I still involved. Can't believe to this day that that's the capital. What's wrong I'm with just it? On, on a side well, note, well, it's in the center of the state. That's usually the. It's so unremarkable. Trenton makes the world taste. What do they even make anymore? They made tomato pie. Yeah. In the in the early 19- yeah, like a million years ago. In the early 1900s. It's, it's almost weird that they have that sign still up on that bridge. Well, it's very classy. <laughs> and then through the beginning of the 1900s. Pizzerias, Quinn, you'll be happy to know, were cropping up all over these tri-state area, you know, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, your favorite Connecticut pizza. That pizza is hmm, <laughs> dubious, to say the least. You can write your hate tweets to yeah. uh, Quinn. It Jonathan is. Pacento, I, I had it. <laughs> Jeff Jill. Very, very disappointed. Uh, pizza finally hit the West Coast in 1939. 
in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. It took all the way until like World War II for it to actually make its way all the way across to California. Wow. If you think about it. I mean, everything, though, after World War II was expanding to California. California was p- sparsely populated pre-World War II. Well, didn't the gold rush have a lot to do with the... Right. But that, that then, was 100 years yeah, earlier. Yeah, that was 100 years <laughs> earlier. People went there, some people left, and, like, and oh, some shit. people stayed, and that was it. Well, wasn't the old joke with the gold rush that they were like a year late? Because by the time they got... Yeah, like there, everyone was late. <laughs> And that was like in the middle of the country where the gold was. They all just went out to California. They just went west, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're in the 1940s here, and pizza was still a bit of a, a specialty, maybe a delicacy, or, you know, vague niche food that you've never had. Kind of, We have foods like that to this day that not everyone eats. Like, not everyone I know eats uh, Indian cuisine. Right. Or Thai food, for example. So pizza was that at first. People were like... What is this? I right. Don't, you know, you gotta, like, I don't know what this is. And you got to remember, Quinn, uh, in the middle of World War II, the United States and its allies were at war, clearly, with several countries, one of them being Italy. Italy. Right. And Italian immigrants, uh, up to this point and continuing on a bit, did not have the highest of reputations amongst the rest of the population in the right. United States. Due to other factors A as bunch well. of factors that are well beyond our pizza episode here. Right. And they, the, they, they, <laughs> dude, they are not... We're not getting into any of that. That'll be in the uh, mob movie episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's prejudice against Italians. fucking believe that. But anyway, post-war, the veterans who were in Italy serving, they were able, when they came back, to vouch for the food that they had over there. And one of those things was pizza. So that kind of added fuel to the brick oven, if you right. will. I'm sorry. I said I would stop with the puns. Well, but it, <laughs> sometimes I, you got it. Sometimes it just, it just comes out. But there's no topping that one. Hey. By the 50s, and this is going to sound stupid, but I know you're going to get it, Quinn, and I'm sure you guys will. Pizza was featured on an episode of I Love Lucy. That makes sense. I know a pizza specialist. Who? Me. You. Yes. You know how to make pizza? Yes. Big deal. Right. Because I Love Lucy was one of the most watched television programs of its time and ever. Lucy lived in New York, so it was only a matter of time until her and Desi would order a pizza. People were probably like, what's that? Right. They they were out in the middle of the country. I never heard of it. Right. Right. And like, with somewhere very non-Italian, correct me if I'm wrong. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. For example, I'm just saying. Wyoming. <laughs> but did they even have TVs out there in the 50s they yet? They got TVs everywhere. Well, Laramie or one of those yeah. places. But, you know, somewhere like that. New Mexico, you know, Arizona. Pizza, what is that? I want that, right? And that's a big step because now we're moving out of the obscurity, out of the niche, and into the mainstream. It's the big push for pizza. The big pizza, the pizza push. Pizza push. Pizza push. So more and more of these pizzerias started cropping up in the 60s and into the 70s, not only in New York and Little Italy, not only in L.A. or Chicago or Boston, but everywhere now. People were like, well, there's no pizzeria in my town. Fuck it. (laughs) Let's make one. If you don't have one, demand it. Exactly. And much like we've done when we've talked about like burger joints and other restaurants, casual dining, when something becomes popular, eventually people try to capitalize on it to the point where it becomes either a chain or a franchise. Right. Right. This is common. It makes sense. And one of the first ones, one of the first common ones, anyway, that people know about was Uno. This is one of the only places in the country that oozes both history and cheese. Uno. 
Yeah. The Chicago style one. Right. The, the big thick crust. The big thick crust, deep dish. Personal pizza. Personal pizza. Now, this one predated all of this I Love Lucy stuff, actually. Mm-hmm. 1943, it was yeah, uh, founded. Yeah, I remember going to a Nuno's before, and like they were big on that, like, hey, we've been around for a while, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, they were. We used to have one over here on Highway 1. Is it still yeah, there? I, I wish. I used to love that place. I went there with you one time. It's, it's okay. Again, in New Jersey, there's like so many pizza places that you yeah, wouldn't like go out of your way. Although, to be fair, Uno was like a treat, right? I, I liked it. I mean, it was different because yeah. it, it was Chicago style. Chicago style, and it was that personal pizza thing. Yeah, personal deep dish pizza is yeah. one of the things that they had. Ike Sewell and, not making this name up, Rick Ricardo. <laughs> Come on. No, it's That's real. not real, but it's before it? It's before Ricky and Ricardo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ike Sewell and Rick Ricardo, they originally were going to open a Mexican restaurant, hmm. but they just did deep dish pizza and said, whoops, we changed yeah. our minds. Eh, it's selling, right? Right. Who cares? And those of you who have probably been to Uno, what I want to know from you Chicagoans out there, those of you out there in Chicagoland, is that right, Quinn? That's the right thing to say, right? Oh, that's it. Chicagoland? Yeah, you got it. What I want to know from you guys do you poo-poo this place because it's the chain version? Like, you know how the Italians don't like the Olive Garden and the New Englanders don't like the, well, red, the red Lobster, right, Quinn? Yeah, it's a great place. Don't don't crap on it. Do, you, do the Chicagoans say, like, well, that Uno, that commercialized crap? It's possible. I mean, I've been to Chicago, and when I went to get, you know, the deep dish experience, I went to some place. I don't even remember the name. It was just, like, in the city center, you know? Right, like, like, that wait, was wait, some, wait, like, famous place. I don't think it was an Uno's, though. Right. It definitely wasn't. So you didn't ask anyone? You didn't do any surveys about yeah, it? Yeah, it, like, apparently, in Chicago, like, when I got it there, like, the true deep dish style is, like, you have to order it, and it takes, like, a half an hour because they, like, do make it from actual, like, scratch. Yeah, and it's also, like, a cake. It yeah, takes it, longer it, to it make. it takes really long. Yeah. Yeah. Trent takes Chicago bakes. Yeah. Stop. Thank you. Got your appetizers while you you know you're in for weight. Like they tell you. Would you get like, like a mozzarella stick or something? I don't remember what I ate in the pregame. Mussels. Because it's like all this anticipation, right? They're like, oh, oh no. like you're gonna. This is this is a big deal. We're gonna bake this thing for you. Like <laughs> you better order the toppings you want. Like all this. Like, but you get one shot at this yeah, fella. <laughs> you get one shot. You're you're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> we so. don't just have these sitting here waiting. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Uno expanded throughout the '70s. Started franchising in 1980, and in the 1990s, the menu was changed and. They expanded the menu. They started to, I don't want to say quite de-emphasize pizza, but it became not just about the pizza in right. the 90s. And of course, as a lot of companies do, Quinn, this won't surprise you. In 2010, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Of course they did. <laughs> now, was this just a reorganization situation and not an actual out-of-business situation? <laughs> they came out of it like six months later. Of course they did. <laughs> this is what they do. <laughs> like, Because it's probably the 2008 financial crisis. They're probably hanging yes. on by a thread, and they and they were like, Man, our finances are really screwed up. Let's just like declare bankruptcy and just start anew. That's pretty much what yeah. they did. To this day, there are about a hundred locations uh, in the United States of America mm-hmm. or worldwide. If you're in Canada, I know they have pizza in Canada and the UK, and everyone listening has pizza. And you've never heard of Uno? That would be why, because they're not that big, but they were worth mentioning because they were so early, right? But one from post-war, one from the '50s, and one from Brooklyn is uh, Sabaro. You know Sabaro from your layover in Jacksonville. I'm standing here outside their flagship location in Times Square to find out who exactly are these people eating this god-awful pizza. Sabaro's weird to me, Joe, right? Because yes, a Sabaro pizzeria isn't necessarily like, it's not like yeah. a chain. It's like some kind it of is, licensing agreement yeah. or something. Like It's something to do with, definitely with licensing, definitely with franchising, but it might not have all the same 
restrictions. It's or, not like when you go to like a Wendy's yeah. or a McDonald's or something, right? Like all Sbarro's usually are like, it's like Bill's Pizzeria and then the cup says Sbarro <laughs> on it and you're like, wait, I didn't even know. Like, is there uh, one of the fucking Subway? The one in the is mall there... is like that. They they have the Sbarro cups. Like yeah. they're, they're allegedly a part of this confederation of pizzerias. Of, you know? Isn't there one downstairs in Penn Station though? There definitely. There oh, is, yeah, right? No doubt about yeah, it. I know there I mean, is. But maybe, maybe that's one, what you mean by that is it actually says Sbarro it on does. it and it's not it like just Sbarro. Bill's Pizza right. that also has Sbarro cups. <laughs> I do want to mention though about Sbarro, even though like it's, it doesn't need to be on our radar because again, we have a lot of local places. Uh, it was for a period of time in the 2010s, uh, the fifth largest pizza chain, and it's yeah, a big boy. But again, I, their whole licensing situation is very different. It's, it's not in like fact, some of the it, others. It's like how we, you know, when we hear about McDonald's at the beginning, if you ever see the movie The Founder, yeah. like people were like serving chicken and stuff, and they were getting all angry about right. it. Sbarro's like that, but it's okay. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? As it's, long as you buy the cups. Yeah, as long as you have those damn cups, I guess it's Sbarro. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, Sbarro's was founded in Brooklyn, 1956. Uh, there are currently over 600 of them, so it's much larger than Uno. And believe it or not, another Gennaro, this time Gennaro and his wife Carmela Sbarro. There's the name for you. Yeah, the name still lives. Clearly successful. Would it surprise you, Quinn, if I told you that they filed for Chapter 11 in 2011? No. It, I, <laughs> I, in fact, I expect every single one of them between 2008 through 2012 at least filed bankruptcy once. (laughs) It's true. But now it's time for one that I think everyone is here for. One of the ones that everyone is here for. We've set a foundation. (sighs) Pizza Hut. How about uh, Pizza Hut? Pan Pizza All right! Pan Pizza at Pizza Hut. People have memories of like the 80s and 90s pizza hut we're going to talk all about that now this place is is unique to me it is yeah it is it's not just a pizzeria there's more to it than this uh but we got to talk about how it got started in the unlikeliest of places remember i was talking earlier about how it wasn't just the the metro hot spots like um, you know the coasts and chicago suburbs and stuff too and what about wichita kansas that's where this was founded that makes sense 1958 yeah that's actually a lot of these it, places based on the have population, been. I kind of get that. Why that, is that? What do you think? There is an Italian population in Kansas, first of all. Okay, um, Kansas City specifically. Well, it's um, Missouri, but you yeah, mean but like it, right it's on the, the it's on the border. Yeah, okay. yeah it's fair like, enough. It's 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 right in the center of the country, so it is a little bit of a hub, Missouri, and all that. Quite, and like, yeah, quite legitimately, middle America. Right, it, it's like the center. Yeah, you know, and it just kind of makes sense because probably people out there hadn't had passing through. Yeah, good yeah. point on on cross country trips and things like right. that. Right, yeah, point. you got to go through there, right? Good point. And people out there probably hadn't had pizza mm-hmm. on a wide wide scale by that point. Uh, the founders were, I like their last name, Dan and Frank Carney, a couple mm-hmm. of Carneys here. A couple of Carneys. Uh, they are brothers. And their friend, John Bender from the Breakfast Club, apparently. Yeah? Good. John Bender, that's really his name, mm-hmm. he had learned how to make pizza. The Dan and Frank, the Carneys, they just were Carneys. They had the business idea. So wait, did the principal from the movie <laughs> teach him how to make it? I guess so. And Emilio Estevez was there helping yeah. out. Anyway, six months in... Uh, Dan and Frank Carney opened their second location. Six months. That's really, really... Must have been doing good. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty quick. And uh, within a year, they had six locations. Wow. And they were franchising as well that same year, 1959. Sounds like they were pretty organized. They were. They had the business sense, and they had the organizational, and John Bender... (laughs) 
Yeah. Really his name. He was the pizza expert at the pizza time. Guru. The guru, yeah. yeah. Now the classic building that everyone loves about Pizza Hut, you know, the red roof. Yeah, it's building. a hut. It's it's a pizza hut. Well, some of these places are pretty big. They're bigger than huts. It's a, a very large but hut. It's a hut shape. It's it, hut-like. It's very yeah. hut-like. It's a large-scale yeah. hut. Yeah. Uh, that was implemented in 1969. Nice. And PepsiCo bought out this uh, Pizza Hut company in 1977, which was then spun off into Yum! Brands in 97. See, I didn't know that because I was curious how they were like, they were just massive. I had no idea they had PepsiCo backing yeah. and Pepsi money. And this Yum! Brand thing... Uh, if you've ever seen the co-branded KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza mm-hmm. Hut, or any yeah. any combination of those three. That's because of Yum. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess they figured, let's capitalize on both markets, chicken and pizza and that's, tacos. That's what everyone's thinking. When they- <laughs> it just makes all of the restaurants worse, though, because they're does. smaller. It does, and you're like mingling with the taco people, and you're like, <laughs> I wasn't here for this. Like, <laughs> Uh, it's just like it's like the guy next to me has tacos, and the right. guy on, on, on the the other side of me has chicken. Okay, but I was can, here for pizza. Can you move your chalupa away from my two pizza, fella? It's just the mixing of the smells is more my issue. Well, that like, it's an aromatic nightmare. Yeah, Quinn. it's a yeah. dichotomy. Of like a, I like all three things, but I don't like them all mixed together. Like no, that. it's like when you spray different colognes. Yeah, it's just not gonna work. Not gonna work for anyone. Anyway, back to the Pizza Hut. The uh, the red roof version was the. The famous one, the one that yeah. people do have that aching nostalgia for it's sometimes, true, because it doesn't really exist anymore. Well, and the way it looked, I mean, God, if you ever look at those pictures, and people have shared them on our group of '80s and '90s uh, Pizza Huts, I think the reason, Quinn, I think more than anything, it's because people went to them as kids, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's gotta be all it is, right? It's not, it's nothing special. They also like, it's a had, fucking restaurant. They, they also <laughs> had like weird tie-ins with like cartoons and stuff well they <laughs> like, did uh, one of the turtle video games yeah uh, arcade game i think yeah cartoons uh back to the future 2 I this is say. The, the, all these things is why i would ask to go to pizza hut is that why because like, i'd see it on like my cartoons and stuff sure and I'd be like oh pizza hut that must be good right what? because like <laughs> donatello likes it or whatever well, he does why pizza hut because they don't sell pizza in record stores dude <laughs> The nostalgia is really strong for these family-style Pizza Huts, and I found a menu here, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, and you can look it up. It's a Pizza Hut menu from 1984, and I just wanted to look at how simple it is. It's simple, but it looks appealing. Right. And it looks like premium, weirdly. You know, it's got that look to it. There's a a pasta section, which consists of (laughs) spaghetti with meat sauce, or yep. if you want to get crazy, spaghetti with meatballs. Simple. Effective. <laughs> they, they got it taken care of, Joe. They got garlic You can even get regular and large That's if, it. if you're in for more pasta. The salad bar options are very, very complicated. As a meal, <laughs> or with a meal. Right. <laughs> and, uh, they didn't have the, the term side salad yet. <laughs> I guess not, man. And then obviously they had their pan pizzas. Uh, the Supreme has all yeah. the toppings. So I think what I'm getting out of this, yeah, right, go ahead, is Michael. that I think the difference with Pizza Hut is as it was presented as a restaurant rather than just a place you're getting a slice at, right? right. Pizza's the main course, but you can get salad or pasta or, or something else. Or like it has sandwiches on here and it, stuff. It does, like, even it, in the 80s. It, 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 it's just, it's different in that sense. It's like, what if we put a meal around the pizza instead of it was just kind of this 
lunch food of this, some kind. This quick hot meal thing where you yeah. just you're on the go. You're in and out. What if it's you know? This what is if a place it's a little to settle. More, this is a place to settle in, right? They you have, can get a big one for your whole family, right? And they it, bring it to you, and it's all hot and stuff. Right, yeah. There's only one place you can get a pan pizza this good: your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant. And my favorite part of this whole menu: beverages. Draft beer. Yeah. We don't know what it is. You're, just, you're getting the beer. You want yep. the beer or not? Like, there's no light beer? Yeah. There's no... It's just, well, that's that, like that place in New York. What's that? Oh, God. Oh, light or dark. It was uh, Mc, uh, McSorley. McSorley. Yeah. Yeah. And they only have two kinds of beers, and they've been open for like a zillion <laughs> years. Like Since Gennaro came from Italy, and, and I think. they had like weird rules about like how women couldn't come in until like the 70s or something. <laughs> it's like, insane. It's like, well, wait, if what? You, if you stop drinking, like immediately they you had to leave. They get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> that's like and it says it and like it's one of the rules when you walk I in know. or something like it's it's very bizarre. Was that the bachelor party where you you had to pee afterwards? Well, yeah, you- because I was going <laughs> hard in there. I must have had like five in like a matter of like. 15 minutes it because it, it, they were yeah they, it was so tense they're like you better be better be drinking because they and they were just bringing them out like before you could even finish your yeah, glass it was great yeah but anyway that was pizza hut was like yeah. no but i think it's the family aspect of it they emphasize that you know your local pizzerias they're welcoming you know a good local pizzeria it's some guy behind the counter like hey what do you want and it's great yeah. you know you get a good piece of pizza they got the the garlic and the red pepper flakes you know, maybe the salt and the pepper on the garbage can. You know how it goes yeah, like with yeah. the, where the trays are. It's true. Very sanitary. This place is way more classy than <laughs> this, that. Yeah, this was your night out. Like, yeah. instead of going to the Sizzler, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of going to Red Robin. Applebee's or, or something. Applebee's, right? We're going to go to Pizza Hut. Doris, I feel like going to Pizza Hut tonight. I want to get the beer. This whole style, though, this went out the freaking door once they did that combo crap. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. They turned it into like a regular ass pizzeria. They had the delivery and carry out version as well at the same time. And then came the hybrid. Right. So here's the thing with Pizza Hut, at least from my memory of it, was its big knock against it was a lot of them didn't have delivery. Like it was just not someplace you called for delivery. A lot of them didn't. It was a restaurant. And I feel like we haven't even touched on that. Like, one of the hallmarks of pizza places is delivery. Like, before there was Uber Eats and you can get anything delivered, yep. pizza was one of the staples of It was delivery. the staple, I think, right? It was, right? like, the probably the number, that Chinese food. Like, mm-hmm. the two things that would do delivery. Yeah, that was about it yeah. at the time. It really you was. You had two choices, and that was it. I just think that uh, it was worth talking a little bit about this classic vintage Pizza Hut for a bit because... I mean, I've been, I went as a kid, obviously, and I I always liked it. It was different to me than going to the local pizza place. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I really miss about it. Now, they did have some innovations. They did have some popular items. The pan pizza, obviously. Which which is is, just a deep dish pizza, basically. It's a deep dish. And they also offered the thin and crispy, which is kind of the New York style, but a little, maybe like bar style. So you go whichever route you wanted. Exactly. They also were the innovator... Of the stuffed crust in 1995. Do you remember that whole oh push? My, so good. You liked it, huh? That was fantastic. <laughs> I didn't really like it. Stuffed crust. I, I really didn't. They you, were like the first ones to have it, from my remember. They were the first, yeah. I, I don't ever remember seeing that anywhere, and I was like, this is amazing. Why is this not in every pizza? Leave it up to America to find out how to get more cheese into a thing that's already covered with cheese. Right. They, they said, well, what's the part that doesn't have the cheese? <laughs> is that crazy? Oh, the crust. Why don't we just <laughs> stick it in the middle? Well, you can start by eating your pizza the wrong way. Crust first. That's weird. That's too weird. Introducing stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut. With a ring of cheese baked into a totally new thinner crust, you'll want to eat it the wrong way. 
Just how fucking American is that yeah. idea? Come on. I don't know though. It was tasty as hell. I don't. I didn't because it was like care. string cheese or whatever. It was like because it, it didn't melt the same way. This coming from the guy who professes to not like cheese is his yeah, whole life. But it life. was mozzarella. <laughs> uh, it's the, the pizza cheese. It is. You're right. You're right. I'm it's sorry. A, it's not like it's it's foreign. It's I'm just <laughs> it's just your it's it's a different compartment of the pizza. A compartment. That's yeah. what I want to think. I want to think in terms yeah. of submarines. What I'm eating. Yes, compartments. Didn't right? they also have that weird like inside out pizza of some kind at Pizza Hut? I seem to remember this. What or maybe that, that was now? Little Caesars. Uh, now I'm now I'm conflating two different things. What but inside out? It was just like it, they called it something else. No, they shouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, pizza Hut also had the Bigfoot. Remember that? It was a giant ass like a uh, Sicilian. Ostensibly so, a Sicilian style. So to me, this is already playing into their strength, though, right? The Bigfoot is that, like, you know, you might be there with your family. Yep. So you need a bunch of freaking pizza, right? Yep. But on top of it, sometimes the other thing that I remember a lot about Pizza Hut is they do a lot of kids' birthdays. Oh, that's I went there for several. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think this Bigfoot is probably answering to that. It's an easy way for the the parent who's throwing the party to yep. just say, "Okay, like give me a Bigfoot or two. Give, give me a Bigfoot or two and, you know, that's all we got to order, right?" Perfect. Yeah, and it's yeah. pictures, a couple of pictures of soda. Right, yeah. And the beer for me after. It just simplifies it instead of ordering six pan pizzas like, right right and having to cut them and all that yeah, crap 100 yeah. there was also remember the pizza head show that was their advertising in the 90s pizza head 91 show. to 99 remember it was like the slice of pizza that talked and stuff they had a, the, its own show though but it was called that it was the commercial oh, it was the called the pizza head show remember i don't remember that that's okay i'll dump it, it in here yeah. it's the pizza head show hey everybody i'm on my way to pizza hut to get a goosebumps kids pack yay almost there this isn't the right way. Well, Scarecrow Steve says it is. He's no Scarecrow. But the overall experience uh, with Pizza Hut, I find to be very different than some of the other ones that Absolutely. we're going to talk about. It was like its own... It's 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 totally gone, but it's a very cool thing. It's gone for us anyway. Folks, if you have your classic family-style Pizza Hut near you, because I know they're still around somewhere, let us know. Do you go there? Do you like Pizza Hut? Do you love it? I'll say this. The one last thing I want to say about it is that Remember I was telling you that story about how I got pizza in Chicago? Well, I was like an adult and there was no Pizza Hut anymore. Yeah. What I remember about going to the Chicago-style places in that, that Midwestern kind of style pizza is it reminded me of Pizza Hut and that kind of goes to its roots. The style of pizza did or Just the, the style the of like sitting down and like it, it's kind of like these puffy chair like <laughs> it, like you know what it's just the big table big booth like you know that crap like puffy I, chairs like just it, it's more restaurants so more it looks more like a diner than it does a pizzeria understood yeah you know what i mean and that's yeah that's kind of what pizza hut was but right. it was a, a magical place if you were right. a kid in this 80s and 90s it was another one in my opinion a minor player in our in our specific state and area i don't know about you folks but i need to mention it next because it was Next in, in line here, in 1959, in Garden City, Michigan, which is a Detroit suburb. To this day, there are 5,400 locations still, and of course, I am talking about Little Caesars. Little Caesar. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. We got one still by us. <laughs> we do. I know. I it's never by my house. I've never I've been never to been it. I've never been to it either. I live right next to it. I've <laughs> never been to this place. Why would you? I, it's bizarre that it exists. <laughs> so Little Caesars is uh, actually... 
it fights for number three with another one. Yeah. But uh, with Pizza Hut and Domino's always fighting for number one in terms of just volume of locations, I think Domino's is currently number one, but they're very close right. in terms of locations. Little Caesars has always been perpetually the number three, sometimes four. Right. And with good they, reason. They're the ones that had the inside out, whatever that was. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. them. This was started by a married couple named Mike and Marion Illich, Garden City, Michigan. Oh, they're like not said. descended from Julius Caesar because it's Little Caesar. You would think, right? I mean, him and Cleopatra had a so, kid, so, me, right? so, so then Ju- that, that line had to go somewhere, right? Mr. and Mrs. Caesar founded uh, this, of course, yeah. and uh, they were franchising already three years in by 62, so obviously a very successful franchise. And one more thing real quick about Mike Illich here, before I forget, is he actually would go on to own the Detroit Red Wings of the National Hockey League, Okay, and in the 90s, and for years after that, quietly paid Rosa Parks rent. And they don't go around saying that, but I want to let, at this point, let them know how much the Illages not only meant to the city, but they meant so much for Rosa Parks, who was the mother of the civil rights movement. But yes, that is Mike Illage. So the franchise expanded, obviously, throughout the 60s and into the 70s. It was actually 1979, for those of you that care about this thing, where the Pizza Pizza catchphrase first came around. I associate Pizza Pizza with the same kind of <laughs> 80s marketing as like um, time to make the donuts it and is. stuff like that. It's like that it clever or whatever. Pithy. It's and like it's simple but clever. Memorable. Give, gives you a, maybe gives if somebody was seeing it for the first time back then gives them a little laugh, like a little <laughs> chuckle. A little guffaw, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Uh, by 1987, Little Caesars had restaurants in all 50 states. That surprised me. I thought it would have been earlier, but it Little took until Caesar's Empire. Yeah, the Empire. Uh, well, we know what happened. Uh, Julius yeah. Caesar's Empire. Right. Uh, anyway, in the nineties and two thousands, you could primarily find uh, them in Kmart. And <laughs> yeah, so this I definitely once went to one in Kmart. Yes, because I, I was more curious. Like, how is this a how is this possible? And it was might have been one of the worst pizza experiences in my life. Did you almost break a tooth on the, <laughs> yeah, just, on the cheese? I mean, I, they were just straight up microwaving this stuff. Like they were, it was legitimately <laughs> were. It was just a cafeteria style thing, and, and not even a good one. Yeah, you know, uh, it was I, I, didn't under, I didn't understand why they would do this because it felt like it devalued their brand because they got associated with this like being in Kmart and with here's the, the discount department here's store? the thing from I could see on paper why this might be a good idea because Kmart was really really big in the 80s like it was oh, yeah to me it was like and prior Walmart was big in the rest of the country too yes but Kmart was like right up there it was a major player Target was, hadn't come into play right and so like on paper I'm sure the Little Caesars this must have been like a huge deal we're gonna be in every Kmart in America right right but it totally like made it seem like Ugh, why would I want to get it? or maybe th- maybe th- you thought about pizza and you're like oh I'll go across the street <laughs> to get so a place that's actually good right because now I want pizza right? right I don't want this microwave you know dough stick or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. this is awful yeah We at Little Caesars can't pack any more toppings on top of our pizzas, so we've added them around. Introducing Crazy Crust, any one of four different seasonings gently sprinkled on our delicious crust. But, I mean, they did have a couple of things. They had the pan-pan thing, which was their version of, remember, pan-pan, pizza, mm-hmm, pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I guess their most popular or enduring thing was in, in 1997, they started the Hot and Ready program, which is basically where they always are just continually making 
large pepperoni pizzas and you can get them <laughs> only for f- <laughs> yeah no other topping <laughs> and you get it for five bucks yeah uh, but they're there that they were trying to distinguish themselves there's no calling and ordering it you just walk in and we got it and we got we're always hot, making it hot and ready pizza! large hot and ready pizzas ready whenever you walk in little caesar's what's your hurry it's a pizza and they had the crazy bread, which is their breadsticks. Yeah. And those are very popular as well. They were good, the crazy bread. I thought they were. It was really like the other stuff was better than the straight up pizza. Like the little weird yeah. things they made. I agree with you. I never found their pizza to be particularly appealing. <laughs> yeah. But- I, it was more about like the, the weird pizza accessories or whatever you would call them. Like, right. Remember they had that like pizza by the foot thing and it yeah. was just like this big ass cardboard box that looked like a toolbox kind of. And <laughs> Terrible. It had just... Sicilian I just, slices. I just in always it. thought their advertising looked extremely cheap. Well, is it because of the little Caesars guy? The, 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 the animated guy was just crappy. Well, he's Caesar, isn't he? Yeah, I get what he is. But it, it's the style. It Why does he look like, like Larry Fine? Well, he looks like he's like should be in the not the peanuts, but like the comic next to the peanuts. It's like at the bottom that no one cares about. It's like not and the you're peanuts, like peanuts. It's just peanuts. Peanuts, whatever. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, the one that's, like, under the kid with the tiger and, like, all that. (laughs) Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, like, it's like... The one at the the very bottom that's, like, it just barely made it into the paper. Like, you know what I'm talking about. The one that's, like, not there every week. Like, Drabble or one of those? Yeah, it's just, like, the one that's, like, we sometimes don't make it. Mary Worth? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, what was going on in Mary Worth? I don't even know. Why were they always mean? It wasn't a comic. It was a soap opera. The peanuts really did have. Stop like, calling like, them the peanuts. That's what they were. They were the peanuts. Like they really did have. Like they, they were like the premier in yes. the in the in the funny section. And Garfield was up there. Garfield was like second in command. And Bl- like <laughs> and Beetle Bailey and yeah, Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> they did well. I'll say yeah. I'll give Garfield second in command yeah, status. Yeah, he knew a thing or two about Italian food. It's like if the if, pe- if peanuts were like sick that week or something. But like the- Garfield could cover. Like, just saying. Charlie Brown, yeah. fuck you. All right. Anyway, moving on here. Uh, Little Caesars has never been, as if you can't tell from the way we're just derisively talking about it, uh, has never little, been a popular one for us. Stinks. But it, <laughs> it stinks. Let's just say it, right? I don't. I don't like it. A case in point. There's one uh, right next to you in about three and a half minutes from me. Not one time in my life have I thought Same. about going there. Same. <laughs> not once. Absolutely not. Plus their parking lot stinks, so it's it's extra annoying. It's like on the street. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> hanging on the street. It's like, how do you even bet? Like people backing out, they're like literally backing out in the middle of an intersection. It's, like, it's like the worst. It <laughs> it's like, who would go there? <laughs> Plus that whole area, like you get run over in the parking lot. I'll tell you what, one of my biggest pet peeves about a restaurant is oh, bad boy. parking. If you got bad parking, I don't want to be there. You should call John Arezzi about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with it. Pizza Hut had ample parking, yes, by the way, because it's a restaurant. True. Well, I'm sure you guys want us to talk about another one, but guess what? We will be back in 30 minutes or less. I'm just kidding. It'll be a couple of minutes here. Like seconds or just something. very briefly. But what we're going to do is allow you a chance to maybe order a pizza, if you will, or maybe eat one, microwave one, or go pick up a hot and ready. Yeah, hot and ready. <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm good. I'm my butt. One way or another, we will be back for the second half of our pizza topic here, pizza discussion, and obviously the major player that we need to discuss. All that coming up here when Acid Wash Memories returns.
I'd do it in a second. The fans will dig it. They've waited long enough. I've just got to get the other lads to agree. I think I can convince them. I'll say, lads, the time has come to eat our pizza. Rust first. Stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut with cheese baked into a new thinner crust. You'll want to eat it crust first. Now with free garlic dipping sauce. Good idea, Ringo. Not the lads I had in mind. Large, just $9.99. Now you can feel good about giving them pizza whenever they want. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Pizza Bagel Bites. Bite-sized pizzas on wholesome little bagels. Lunch time! Yeah! Oh, we're out of pizzerias. <gasps> Let's make our own. Make pizzerias? Uncle Ernie does it. How hard can it be? You take real pizza dough, add cheese, real pizza spices, the side, man, then make it all into crunchy chips. Oh, that's the tricky part. Allow me, boys. Tastes like real pizza. Oh, louder! How'd you do that, Uncle Ernie? Grown-up magic. And now we return to more acid-washed memories. Hey, welcome back to Acid Wash Memories, episode 26. I'm Joe Morata. That is Little Caesar himself, Michael Quinn. Pizza, pizza. There you go. Uh, well, we hope you guys had a chance to get some groceries or at least some, some pizza, <laughs> some maybe. pizza, if nothing else. We're just making people hungry. Well, that's probably people listening to this in their car and they're like, uh, and then they, they look on the side of the road, maybe there's a pizzeria and they're like, wait a second. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're, not even, they're not even like saying I'm going to get pizza, just wait, hmm, a second. wait a second. Well, you know, this is coming out uh, 4th of July weekend and what better way to celebrate that than by talking about a food of Italian origin. Right. <laughs> I'll say this though, pizza is something, you know, maybe you're on the shore or something. You oh, got, which yeah. I, I know we'll definitely talk about that variation. That, that boardwalk pizza, man. Yeah. But obviously we talked about the hut. We've talked about Little Caesars. We've also talked about the peanuts, apparently. Uh, so the the peanuts. The peanuts. Yeah. Next up, we got to go to December of 1960 in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Today, there are over 18,000 locations of this place. And of course, I am talking about Domino's. Forget the fridge because it's back. The Domino's Pepperoni Pizza Feast is back for only $7.99. More pepperoni and extra cheese for just $7.99. Tom Monahan was the founder of the uh, the Domino's, if you will. By the way, he actually wound up buying the Detroit Tigers in 1983. Domino's has definitely probably produced a fortune considering how many there are. They did. You know the best part of this whole Tigers thing, though? He wound up selling them in 1992. To Mike Illich from Little Caesars. Really? The founder of Little Caesars. I was Caesars. just keeping it in the, in the pizza <laughs> in the family. the pizza family. Isn't yeah. that funny? I thought that I was really funny. I will only sell to another pizzeria <laughs> <Right>. owner. <laughs> Chicken, get the hell out yeah. of here. Like the colonel shows up. <laughs> I want it. No. Get the hell out of my no. office, colonel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tom Monahan and his brother James took over a small existing pizza chain in this area known as... Dominic's. Aha. So mm. we got to change it a little bit. A little bit. Uh, they bought two more in 1965, started franchising by 1967, and by 1978, they had 200 locations. Wow. That's impressive from 1960, but think about from 78 to now, they have 18,000. It's just crazy yeah. how quickly this grew. I mean, they became a staple. They did, and we're going to talk about why. Uh, their international expansion began in 1983, mm -hmm. and the Noid was introduced in 1986. <laughs> Annoyed hates hot quality pizza. 
He loves to make you a hot pizza ice cold. The Noid was annoying. Getting annoyed. He's basically like a rabbit with like a yes. human face with like freckles. And it he was, was just like, a, he was just really weird looking and like just obnoxious. I think it was supposed to be like really dumb looking, right? Right. Yeah. He was just stupid. <laughs> and it, it even went as far as to like give him his own video game on NES, which was insane. He was such a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> no, that's the point. He's a villain. Right. He's not a villain as much as he's kind of like a dope. He's more, he's, a he's more in line with Herb. No, he's not Herb. He's yeah, a villain. He's definitely Herb. No, he's Mr. He's, Wendy, if he's anybody. A villain. <laughs> yeah. A horrible abomination. No, he, it's like he doesn't mean to be a villain. No, he That's does. That's why I'm like, it, it's like he's just annoying. He's an asshole. The delivery aspect, which Quinn touched upon earlier, Domino's took this. They embraced this. And, and you know what? With great effect, they really did something effective here. In 1973, they began a guarantee that you will have your pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less. You get money, your money back, right? It'll be free, yeah. And this was like their, this was their claim to fame. This was huge. And honestly, this was big back in those days because a lot of times you'd order pizza, especially on the weekend or something, and they're super busy. Yep, 45, and, and, and an hour. 45 minutes, and sometimes two hours, and you wouldn't get to, so Domino's is like, you know what? We're a big, gigantic thing. We can afford to have a zillion drivers, right? right. And have the uh, internal infrastructure and throughput to be able to accomplish just putting people on a line and just... So we guarantee it's 30 minutes. Right. And they really did hold to that. Uh, and that was attractive for a lot of people. Well, because say you had a work meeting. I'm just giving hypothetical 80s situations, right? right? Say you had a work meeting that ran late and you're a working mom. And, and you get, get home. And you have your useless, ophi husband, of yeah. course, who doesn't know how to use a or dishwasher maybe you're, you're or a stove. Or a single stove. mother. Or a single, even better, Quinn. And the kids are hungry. They're hungry. 30 minutes or less, you can have a pizza delivered to your door. Right. You get home at five because you got to get home quick, right? Because the kids. Right. Kick off those shoes and that blazer with the uh, shoulder pads. Yeah. And dial up Domino's. Yep. And, you know, by 545, you know, because it takes you like 15 yeah. minutes or so to, to warm get, up. Yeah. To get everything situated. Right. Of course. You, you got a pizza at, at your door. And no screaming children. Yeah. After a day like yours, it's nice to have someone take care of you for a change. So come on. Give us a call. That's not to mention that the pizza, it's like, I like to always say to you, oh it's like pizza candy. It's like not normal. Yeah, I do want to talk about that in a sec. But before I do that, I want to make one other clarification here. So this whole 30 minutes or less or it's free thing, that only lasted until 1986. I'm supposing in an effort to not waste as much money. Uh, because they probably had to do a lot of refunds. In, uh, in and 19- they probably had 8 million drivers. Like, well, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. The overhead was probably insane. It probably was, uh, to guarantee that. But it worked. I mean, it was a great investment. Yeah. In 1986, they changed it to 30 minutes or less, or you get $3 off. Okay. And if you recall, that's even referenced in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle mo- movie, remember? Hey, this is a 10. The tab's 13. You're two minutes late, dude. That was still going on. Until 1993, you can look into why it was discontinued. There were two uh, Domino's driver accidents that uh, one ended in the fatality. <laughs> Finally, the, the local governments were like, what the... Like, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, Domino says it's not directly because of that, but it's because of the perception that it gives that the drivers are speeding around. That they're around. rushed, yeah. Right. So one way or another, that ended uh, 
1993. People probably avoiding the Domino's drivers because they're like insane. Right, and you're supposed to avoid the Noid, not yeah, the drivers. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's the wrong avoidance. It's bad advertising. You had your Domino's because they usually had the thing on the top. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like they were like pizza cops or that's something. That's the other thing. The car was distinctive because you had to put the sign up. Well, they probably had to because people were like, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's, not, he's not stopping. He's got to get this here in 30 minutes. Like, Everyone just understands. Everyone's aware, right? It's like, we know. It's, it's a sacrifice we make for 30-minute pizza as we I mean, let the Domino's guy go. You pull over for an ambulance, a fire truck, a police car, and the Domino's. And you don't want to be blamed for the, the $3. No, you be, don't. That's like, the thing. By holding him up. Right, exactly. Uh, so the experience and the food. First of all, there's no experience because it, Domino's doesn't have like a sit-in at all. They don't want you in there. They, so... The Domino's by us, Joe. Which it was one? like a hallway. That one that was like off the side street That's or whatever. Like someone's closet, that it's Domino's. Like a closet. Yes. It's like you could go in there and wait, but it was like horrible. There's nowhere to sit. There was a windowsill <laughs> right. to sit on. I'm not kidding. That's all there was. There was not even chairs. <laughs> it's there was a, I mean, there might have been one chair. That's how much they were like, please don't wait in here. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like it's they would give true. you like a look, like they're like, "Is this guy really here?" Yeah, they'd glare like, at you, yeah, like, "What are you doing in here?" You're <laughs> supposed to wait at home, <laughs> and then you come in when it's ready, you right. dumbass. Yeah, but yeah, there is no experience. The experience, in my opinion, of Domino's, typically, and I'm sure many people share this, Quinn. Yes, <laughs> it's a Friday or Saturday night. Uh huh. It's usually late. It's usually at least between 10 p.m. and <laughs> mm, one or two a.m. Right. You might be consuming beverages. Uh-huh. You might be either watching the television or a sports ball game. Yep. Or playing video games. Right. And then you pick up the telephone, Joe, and then you have to listen to, like, a promo for five minutes about, like, <laughs> Domino's before they'll even talk to you. This is true. Like, this, that, that's the one thing that was always the big distinguisher about when you call Domino's you ain't talking to a person for five minutes. No. You're ta- you're listening to, oh, and Domino's got this this week, and you better get the uh, Super Pan pizza or some crap. And it's like, I don't give a crap about any of this stuff. Well, right? why would you? Yeah. You're hungry. I just want pizza. Right. Or, or, or breadsticks or garlic knots or whatever. You know, it's interesting you say that because um, they kept the same menu until 1989, right. Domino's did. So remember, they found it in the 60, almost 30 years. In 1989, they, they really got wild, Quinn, by introducing pan pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in 1992, breadsticks. In 1993, thin crust, obviously the Pizza Hut influence. Right. And then came the cheesy bread. There it is. The Cinna bread and the, the Cinna cin- stick. Uh, oh, my the c- God. <laughs> the Cinna bread? You know, sometimes- Get out of here. Sometimes. I'm not joking. I would call Domino's not for the pizza, but for that. <laughs> I would get pizza like as a like just courtesy because like it's like well you have to right, right. like they won't just give you the cinnamon yes, they won't they just like will. you think they'll just deliver the cinnamon bread only didn't they have like a minimum of well, some so kind to get more like I'm <laughs> get just a saying soda. yeah I don't know <laughs> but I I would just be like I'm I'm really here just for that cinnamon bread that's it because that They're stuff delicious. was amazing horrible for you so good though tastes so good they also had some kind of garlic knots of some kind did they, they did? not they did that they were had, really good they had garlic knots uh, and they also ha- started to have wings in the 90s so the buffalo wings right and actually 
the Wings were another good addition. I'll tell you why. It's because it was a time before like Buffalo Wild Wings and that kind of thing yeah. was very popular. Yes. And they actually were one of the rare places you could just order buffalo wings like it's like people would just get tons of that you could just get them as a meal you from could them. Yeah. yeah they they sold them in higher quantities when you call for your favorite domino's pizza you can get a full order of tiny chicken wings for just 3.99 beads milk and cookies domino's buffalo wings i'm a big proponent of the the wings and pizza combo fantastic isn't yeah. it i'm a wing first Domino, kind of guy but i'll say this is i feel like domino's introduced that concept to me because i don't remember it being popular in pizzerias until after that yeah i don't remember ever seeing wings i mean w- wings in general were gaining in popularity in but the 80s and 90s that we, they weren't that, yeah but now that i think of it you notice all the pizzerias started carrying buffalo wings after that yep and then boneless wings as well because right. it was always thing. an option even at the independent ones yeah. after domino's after started, domino's right because they were like well, we got to compete because there's a Domino's in every town. So the local pizzerias are like, well, we have to offer it yep, too, and right? And they did. And they did to their credit. Yeah. They did. Uh, and tying back into this experience, obviously, like Quinn said, they don't want you waiting in there. So you're getting it delivered most likely. It's late. And you're not going to go out. What a cathartic experience when that knock on the door or the ring on the doorbell came. And he has the Domino's outfit. Yes. He's your favorite person in the world at yeah. that period of time. Should we talk about the pizza? Because I think it's yeah. their pizza is interesting. What it is different to me is it's some weird hybrid between thin crust and thick crust to me. Because it it seems like on the the crusty end, like the more the on normal pizzas where the actual end is on the top yes, or whatever. I mean, it's much doughier and thicker. Yes, it's softer. Yes. it's like it's almost sweet. Right. Yes. There, I still, there's not much, I don't know what the hell that stuff is. It's just a unique style, yeah. And right. it probably has to do with the way they mass produce it. Right. But but damn, does it taste good, It right? is unique, and it, it's the fast food of pizza, and there's right. nothing wrong with that. Yes. I'm not even saying that in a negative way. And I was saying to you when we were talking about this before the show, it's like, sometimes you're just weirdly in the mood for that. Yeah, and that's... And, and I, it's, because it, it's not the same. That's the exact thing. You could be in the mood for pizza... And you have a lot of different options, but when you're in the mood for pizza, it doesn't mean you're in the mood for Domino's. But you might be in the mood for Domino's, but that doesn't mean you're in the mood for pizza. Correct. Right? They're it's like two they're, different they things. They are different things. Yeah. Right. I never say, I want pizza, I'm going to go to Domino's. I say, I want Domino's. Domino's. Yeah, exactly. And that is a testament to the way they have distinguished themselves over yeah, the years. props, because they actually are different. I cannot consider them the same thing. And I don't mean that insulting. No, I mean no. like they actually have like a it's different their own food thing. product. Like it's like Miracle Whip isn't mayonnaise. Yeah, Domino's pizza isn't pizza, right? I haven't had it in a while now, and us talking about and it now is like, it, right? man, <laughs> that sounds really good, it, doesn't it? Right. Well, you can always swing by the Little Caesars on your way home. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, they they had some innovations as well. Obviously, delivery the pizza tracker system, mm-hmm. which got more and more detailed and intricate. But it started in the 80s, you know, where Phil is making your pizza. Phil right. has put the pizza in the oven. You know, that was in the 80s. How would you track it? Well, the phone? I think you, I don't know, but they had some kind of tracker thing in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it was like detailed the way yeah. it is now, you know? But I mean, then Domino's was the first I'd ever seen of a delivery tracker on the internet in oh, my yeah. life. And that like, was a huge deal to us. And I was like, why is everything not like this? This is amazing. Yeah, like, I, some... I know where it is. It, they... was, it, it made it feel better, right? You, it made it feel like they were definitely coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you knew they were coming. Yeah, no, Domino's. 
really did have some good innovations. And if you recall, I think it was in 2009 where their CEO had to come on after like all this people had posted shit about how like Domino's quality sucked. I remember he's like, we're sorry. We hear you. We're going to make it better. And they did. Yeah. Like they actually did improve <laughs> all their shit. It's true. The cardboard complaint is the most common one. This we hear over and over and over. I mean, that hits you right in the heart. This is what we've done. This is what I've done, you know, for 25 years now. You can either use negative comments to get you down, or you can use them to excite you and energize your process of making a better pizza. I thought that was prop. So, hey, if your favorite pizza place is Domino's... Domino's might... Here's the thing is we haven't touched on. In some yeah. parts of the country... Domino's or Pizza Hut or Little Caesars, Little, they might be your only options. If right? your only option is Caesars, I feel bad. Right. <laughs> I'm just if saying. it's only Domino's, that's not a bad. No. As, as somebody that has pizza variety, <laughs> if I only could, if I could only have Domino's, I honestly wouldn't be that upset. Really? Like because it's just good. It, it does taste good. Yeah. Now the the number three slash four that fights it out with Little Caesars is Papa John's. Papa John's just cooked up the pizza deal of the year, maybe even the century. I don't have too much to say because I, I've had it like once ever in my life. I don't even think I had it once. Yeah. I, I was like, who is this guy? It was, like, well, it, Papa it was John. very abrupt, this Papa John's <laughs> yeah. like invasion, he right? He formed into our television. Like, who is this man? <laughs> right. He's not the Noid. He's not did Buffalo Wings he, Domino's song. He's not song. Little Caesar. He's not Little Caesar. <laughs> we don't want him. I, I don't know this, but he's not the guy down the street at right. the local pizza. He's not Enzo. He's not or, Vinny or, or yeah. the cokehead that used to own Bella Villa. Yeah, he, he's just some guy <laughs> right. in a red shirt, and he doesn't look Italian. And he's like, I have the pizza, yeah. and it's really good, and we've been doing this since 1985. Yeah. I'm like, I've never heard of you. Right. <laughs> yeah, he'd also be like, we've been doing this for a long time. I'm like, have you? I don't know if that's true, because I've never seen you ever. We're so assholic about our pizza here, me and yeah. Quinn, but it's true. That's how I felt in the 90s whenever I heard it. I'm like, Who, what is this place? He reminded me of... An uh, asshole. No, he reminded oh. me of Al from Home Improvement or something. Like, it's like in demeanor, you mean, right? Yeah, in demeanor. Yeah, hi, that's hi. Yeah, it was just weird. I was like, who? And We're why better. is he a Papa? I don't understand the Papa. Papa John Shatner, uh, no relation to William. Huh? Uh, there are a lot. There are over fifty four hundred locations. He looked a little young to be calling him Papa. You know that's true. He looked like he was like thirty six. <laughs> yes, that's why I was like, "What do you mean, Pa? Is that your grandpa? Like, I don't like who is Papa John? It's Papa John's tenth anniversary. Thank you for making these years great. At Team Papa John's, we deliver perfection. The better the ingredients, the better the pizza, the better the taste. I guess it makes sense <laughs> though <laughs> that in a, in this market, at least, they didn't have a lot of. Uh, a lot of penetration because we already had all the other ones. I think there was resistance in this market. I think so. Specifically ours. We could go on about Papa John's, but you could also look up Papa John's and, and you could also tell us if you like it or not because I don't think I've... If I had it, it was once and I don't remember. Where is it? I don't know. Where is it based again? Oh, it came out of uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana, but I mean... there Maybe maybe it's really popular over there. Probably popular in the Midwest yeah. and, and maybe in the South. I don't know. Right. I just don't know. I don't know a lot about it. Uh, I've never really been there. There's also... Uh, just to run down a couple of honorable mentions in case this happens to be your local pizza place, Papa Murphy's. Who? I don't know. Uh, All this Papa stuff. Papa Murphy, very it's Italian a, remember, name. Remember when Was Papa it an John, Irish place? Remember when Papa John's came about in our area and then some 
Oh, God. <laughs> Some intrepid pizzeria man said, I'm Papa Joe. That place is good, though. In yeah. Spotswood. Yeah. But also this place, in a closet. This place didn't exist until Papa John's came around. Papa Joe's to go was very good, though. Yeah. They, they were, they were very, all right. Oh, whatever. Excuse me. Yeah, whatever. It was also like closet sized. It yeah. was very small. In it was there. tiny. Uh, there's Marco's, another large chain. I've never been there. Believe it or not, one of the larger pizza chains in the United States is Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yes. The Atari uh, run. Yes. Hi there. I just got an idea how to make Chuck E. Cheese's better than ever. Brand new pizza. Hi there. I can't can't believe Chuck E. Cheese is as big as it is because of its, like, origins, right? (laughs) place was literally started by Atari to sell arcade machines and like and just play Atari games. It's so good. And, and like, it, it just exists because pizzerias had arcades in yes. them, and they were like, what if we just did our own? Yeah, and, and that's it, what they did. Yeah, and then we had an a animat- rat. <laughs> animatronic rat to, like, be the mascot. Man, Chuck E. Cheese is... Oh God! It's like one of the weirdest things in my that I've ever experienced in my life. It is a weird place. Seventy uh, seven is when they started, but there's over five hundred locations. Can I tell you something weird? Can we even about explain it? like the, what the big yeah, claim? Go is. ahead, go ahead, Quinn. Unlike a normal pizza place, right, where you know you eat pizza, <laughs> yes, right. In this place, they got a show for you. Yes. Like, they have an arcade. Yeah, they do. But a lot of pizzerias of that time had a couple of arcade machines, right? Yeah, like it was one, common. Or, one or two, right? You go to your local pizzeria, play the but games. But they got a lot, right? So yeah. that's because we're owned by Atari, so we have, like, every arcade machine, course, right? Of course, yeah. But instead, <laughs> the arcade, it's not enough. <laughs> we need we need something else, right? We have the bit we have bigger arcades than anybody else in our in our pizzeria, but we right? need something else. What do we need, Quinn? What if we had an animatronic rat and his animatronic rat friends do like a musical show while you eat your pizza? What the hell is, is this? It is very uh it is very themed, yeah. And this went on for years. For years. It was probably terrible by 1981 by the time it was like five years in or something it probably was uh, to clarify atari only owned it for in until 1980 right. but they were the founder i gotta tell you my story though so my son i definitely went to one of these uh, as a kid for didn't. a birthday i never did my son just did did he yes but what did he think of it you're he liked it because he likes arcade games and air hockey and stuff well, like that. What did he think of Chuck E. Cheese himself he, he was indifferent but i gotta tell you the <laughs> of funny, course he was everyone is i gotta tell you the funniest part he comes back and he he says he he liked it. He had fun. He said the pizza was really good. I said okay, that's good. I'm glad you you like the pizza, right? Okay, great. I wind up having to take him to another birthday party at uh, Chuck E. Cheese. No, a week later. It was a, literally one week later. And I I normally my wife does these. Um, it was your turn? And I stay home with the yeah. baby, but she had to do something. She had a baby shower, I think. Mm-hmm. So I go to this party. They start talking about the Chuck E. Cheese party, the moms and the mom that put it on. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese gossip. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was nothing negative. Apparently, the pizza was Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even get the Chuck E. Cheese they pizza. They didn't even get the Chuck E. So, Cheese so pizza. So your son was, was really given the props he to Domino's. He the Domino's pizza, Who, right? What kid does not like Domino's? <laughs> right. Like, seriously. Right. Like, it is amazing. It is. Uh, another place that we don't have here in Jersey... But it is pretty popular. 300 locations. CeCe's Pizza. You hear them? I think we have one. Do we have one now? I it's know we like, didn't. For it's, a... it's in a weird location. I want to say it's up It's up north oh, from okay. us. But okay. it's, on, it's, it's close enough. They're more popular elsewhere. But yeah. uh, if you've been with CeCe's or you like CeCe's, let us know, folks. Isn't it like buffet style or something? 
Yeah. Buffett CeCe's Pizza Buffet. What kind of pizza can you get for only $3.99? At CeCe's, you can have all the pizza, pasta, salad, and dessert you can eat. So there's variations, though. Outside of all these chains, there are certain variations on the physical style of the pizza. And I want to run down some of them. So there is the Italian tomato pie, which is a, a different version. It's basically a Sicilian pizza with a lot of friggin' red sauce. Right. It's like, you like the red sauce? We got it here. We got it. There's a St. Louis style, which is very thin crust and mm -hmm. a different kind of cheese. I love thin crust. So do pizza. I. One of my favorites. Yeah. They also have New York style. Now, that is what we have around here. Right. I mean, this is the typical, this is what Sabaro has, basically. Correct, yeah. Greasy as hell. Greasy. Like medium thinness, I want to say. Medium thin, foldable. Yeah, foldable. Foldable, floppy. Yeah. And the big thick crust on the end. Right. That characteristic. Usually very large slices. And then obviously off of that spun off the jumbo slice. Which, which is, is just, it's the same kind. It's just a bigger slice. Comically, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, there is also the grandma, which is a kind of like a thin version of uh, Sicilian. Oh, I see the calzone on here. The pizzone. That's what I was thinking of with Little Caesars Inside Out oh, Pizza. Oh, the, the pizzone. The pizzone. The pizzone. Right now, see, it all comes and back. The calzone is very good as well. Yeah. Calzone, George. Very good. Excellent. Excellent little calzone you got there, Costanza. Now, this one I'd never heard of, Quinn. Detroit-style pizza. It, it, it just it, looks like it's in a baking pan. Yeah, folks, let us know. I don't know. There is also <laughs> Colorado-style pizza. It's just the dough on the end is, is thicker. It's like spinny. My problem with it is that uh, it's served with a side of honey as a condiment. Ooh, actually... You think? That sounds like it could be good. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, we talked about the Chicago fucking tomato cake. Yeah. Hey, if you like it, you like it. And there's obviously a bunch. It's very good, actually. Of others. Yeah, it is. Now, we got to talk, Quinn, about, you alluded to it earlier, Boardwalk Pizza. Boardwalk Pizza. So, what is so special about that, you think? What is it? Boardwalk Pizza has a special property of being cheap and it's Large very, slices. very crunchy, generally thin very large and it's just got it's got a property that it goes down easy i don't know how else to put that i feel like the cheese whatever they do it's probably the reheating of it yeah the cheese is very easy to eat yeah like it's not a struggle you go on the boardwalk and you just like scarf this stuff down but you know how like you go to get you eat pizza sometimes and it's not it feels like you don't eat it as fast as the boardwalk pizza i can't there's some way it's produced and i it is like an intangible. It's like Derek Jeter. You just <laughs> you you don't know why. You can't put a stat. You on can't it. put a stat on why it's different. You can just describe what it is, right? And you just eat it, and you're like, oh, can I have another one? Like it's just ridiculous. It is very consumable. What does it have like MSG on it? Like I, I, I don't understand. I think it might have something to do with that salt there. Maybe. I think Maybe they use sea salt on it for all we they know. Could they yeah. could, Michael? If you never had Boardwalk Pizza, folks, we understand. I mean, you know, the Boardwalk is not everywhere. We get yeah. that, but you're missing out is all we're trying to say. Yeah, it's just... I think that's As my somebody favorite. that's lived here my whole life, it, it just has a different property of it. Yeah. Like I said, all I can describe it as, it's like a thin crust, but not super thin, yeah. but like it's crunch. It's got a crunch to it. Yeah, right? it's thinner than New York style. It's th Definitely. It's a little thinner than New York style. I think that's the best difference, right? Best And difference. there's also mall pizza, which we've discussed. Which we talked about uh, again, at the mall episode. Yeah, which again, it's got the... It's usually shitty. It's it's shitty, but there's like a <laughs> charm to it, yes. and it's not that bad. And the reason it's mall pizza is because it's like, it implies that the pizzeria isn't good enough to be a standalone thing. Right. That's, that's the implication. Right. But some <laughs> of them are like, they look like crap. Yes. You go in and you're like, 
why is this amazing? Yeah, like, like the one in the mall. And, and the pizza's been like sitting out all day and they stick it in the oven. <laughs> it's it's cooked by halogen light usually, yeah, yes. Yeah. But there's also these variations on pizza, such as uh, pizza rolls, pizza bagels, mm-hmm. and frozen pizza. Yes. Now, Quinn, what is ice? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> now, obviously, the first major one is Elio's. Elio's Pizza from McCain. Easier, cheesier, crispier. Elio's, right. This crap that, honestly, Elio's to me, what that represents is um, pizza day at school. Yep. Because they would always, of course, you're getting hyped the first time when you're really young, right? And they tell you, hey, it's, there's pizza day on Friday. Usually right? Friday, get, yeah. Get all hyped up, right? Oh, and then yeah. you finally get there and they, it's Elio's. It's fucking Elio's. And you're and like, I can have this at my house. Who cares? And like, it's usually burned. It's so something. disappointing. Yeah, you eat it anyway because oh, yeah. it's just there. I mean, I used to, listen, I like Elio. I haven't yeah. had it. In I don't years, have a problem but... with it. It was just, it was always felt like I was shortchanged. I'm not going to lie to you, every single year. <laughs> I would be like, are they going to get real pizza? Remember when when we moved, our school got like a different service or something yeah, for they were horrible Pompeo or whatever. Oh, what was- <laughs> <laughs> Pompeo? No, what was it? it? Was like it was some name with a P, and it and was they- like. All right, way back. Uh, Joe Marauder has asked me to uh, let you know that the name of the food place uh, that that they're talking about, okay, is uh, Pomptonian. All right, back to your pizza talk. Okay. And the school, they in the summer, they were like sending us pamphlets. They're like, yo, this is, is going to be a huge upgrade to school lunch. And we're like, wow, really? Like, it, this sounds amazing. They were like describing all these options and stuff. And like, it, like it was going to be like a restaurant. Yeah. And it's like, wow, they're treating us good for like high schoolers, yeah. right? And we get there and it's just trash. And the fries were cold. Yeah. The burgers were uncooked. Yeah, it that they did awful. change it so it didn't look like Elias. Did you notice that? They but, did. But it was crappy or something. Like, somehow it was worse. My favorite thing right? about Elio's as they started in, you know, 1960-something or whatever. Right. They didn't change shit. They didn't add a topping. They didn't do dick until, like, the 90s. It's just square-ass. was, like, 04 or yeah, something. It's just square-ass, <laughs> yeah. like, thick. Put it in the freaking microwave or whatever. It's Fucking like, county jail pizza is what like, it is. It's like rubber when it comes out yeah. of the microwave. Here's another one. Yeah. The, one the one that I thought was the best home pizza, and I'm not going to lie. i ready to hear it. Mama Celeste. Really? Because you know why? Why? It, I mean, had, plus it's good. So why I liked it is because it had that. What was that? What, what was that stuff underneath it? Like that would the, the cardboard square of aluminum on one the side. Aluminum, right? So, but <laughs> when you heated it, it kept the crust <laughs> like not shit. It, it tasted better because of it. It was way better than Elio's. Surprised you didn't say, uh, you know, Red Baron with his fucking. <laughs> no, screw Red Baron. Mama Celeste all the way. And plus, she had those like. The meats were like cut in little squares on it, which I always thought was tasty. <laughs> she had good variety. Yeah, you could get some good flavors of Mama Celeste. You know what you could get for the longest time with Elio's? Cheese. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> you want pepperoni? Fuck off. My mom was like, we'd go in the in the grocery store and, and you know, you get to the frozen pizza side. Okay, which one do you want? And I, I would always, if we were even suggesting Elio's, I was like, no. No, well, no. Really? Mama Celeste. Definitely Ma- Mama Celeste. Mama Celeste. I need your help. My big sister, Mama Celeste, she make a great crust for her pizza. But wasn't Giuseppe's idea. If it's not delivery, what could it be? DiGiorno. Now, this was an interesting concept, right? I think the marketing was great. Yeah, so what if the frozen pizza was like an actual pizza that you can put in the oven and it would come out like a real pizza. Yeah, and not, 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 not rubbery and <laughs> square. And, and not, you need aluminum panels just to retain <laughs> any sort of crunch. Right, you didn't need the periodic table with you. Yeah, you didn't need to, there's not some weird chemicals <laughs> right. in it. It's like, what if it's just, it's straight up a pizza 
that we probably made a couple of days ago and it's frozen and yep. all you got to do is reheat it. You just right? put it in the oven. Can you can you handle that? You jerk yeah. off. Yeah, and you could. There's directions. Yep. It straight up tells you like put it in for this, yep. then turn the temperature down, and you know this and that. And there was also I think Freshetta did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're. I'll tell you what. I used to eat some DiGiorno's. These um, weren't bad. They're pretty good. This was a huge upgrade in frozen pizza to me. Well, this again, it, massive. If, if you're raised and reared on freaking Elio's, right? Yeah, it, it's a and Tombstone was good too. Yeah, I mean, some of these brands that I feel like they came like DiGiorno was the first like true like it's a real pizza. I but think then Tombstone like Tombstone too. came out like all the, the very in succession. They were probably all the same corporations. Just be like one of them got one idea <laughs> yeah, and they all, they all were rushing to market. Probably. Like, they're like, oh, that's a good idea. Just have a real-ass pizza. And I, I give DiGiorno all the credit, which in Ca- Canada, I think it's called, like, Delicioso or For something. For all we know, DiGiorno but, was just, like, one of those first-to-market things, like, or, or something. I don't, I don't or first to advertise. I don't know if it was the first. I thought Tombstone came before. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It do- well, this is not the extensive history portion here, right. folks. Hi, Tombstone Pizza. Uh, they came to market in 1962. The same year I started doing The Tonight Show, DiGiorno was not until 1991. The year that big chin bastard Jay Leno was announced as the next host. Ah. Uh. But I thought the marketing was good. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno was good. And remember, what do you want on your tombstone? Right, right. They had some good bits there. They're to both in- essentially the same product, though. Essentially. Yeah. But to introduce people to yeah. the uh, the concept of, hey, this is not Elio's. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it no, it's a, it's a real pizza. We made it specifically so it will fit in your oven. Right. Right. And like, you just put it in. We give you, we tell you the time yep. and you take it out and it's good. You don't need a pair of goggles like when you get the Baron one because right, of yeah. all the radiation. And there's obviously pizza flavored everything. There was pizza lunchables. There still are pizza rolls, like I said, and all those things. People make homemade pizza. There is pizza with all sorts of toppings, arugula and chicken and buffalo. Can I ask you a question, Quinn? Mm-hmm. What is your stance? This is a hot button issue. Pineapple on pizza. I'm like indifferent to it. I, I don't order it off of like ever. Really. So it doesn't bother you that it exists, though. No, I've, I've had it. It's fine. But you don't seek it, it out. I don't seek it out, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm like generally like just simple, like give me pepperoni or sausage. Like, You're a pepper sausage kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, it's like depending. Sometimes I'll even just have a plane if, I, if I'm if i really in the plane. mood for it. I like a good plane. I discovered probably, discovered, yeah, I invented it uh, in the last like five years or so uh, that my favorite pizza topping is fresh garlic. That's a, a lot good, of, that's a good one, too. A lot of places offer that. Sometimes they put too much on it, though. That's the only thing. I'm Italian. There's never too much. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like pep. But mm-hmm. I started I started to get a little bit of the agita over the years with the pep sometimes. Because it's greasy. It's greasy. Meatball can be good. And I like every now and then a white pizza. Yeah, you know, what about a, a buffalo pizza? Nope. You don't like oh, wait. I don't like it. Huh. I mean, I'm not saying it. It's I, not like you hate it. It's just like yes, it's not It's not, not like you seek it out. Yeah. If I'm at a party, right, or if I'm somewhere and that's all they have, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to eat yeah. the thing. But Margarita's I, also good. Margarita's good. Grandma's good. Mm-hmm. My wife and I last year like ate a whole Sicilian together. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That was good stuff, man. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up, folks, is to get you thinking about. Well, we know what you're having for dinner tonight now, uh, but right. get you thinking about pizza. We we've screwed you over. You're definitely ordering a pizza, right? Now, right. Because <laughs> much like yeast, when the bread rises, pizza rose from obscurity. The face Quinn is making Ridiculous. at me. From obscurity, Quinn, to ubiquity in just about 100 years. and Ubiquitous, right? Ubiquitous. However you like it, right? Whether it's pineapple, buffalo, uh, plain, 
or the separate flavor, Domino's, right? That separate style. You even mentioned anchovy. Oh, anchovy. Yeah. I never. I'm, I'm indifferent. <laughs> I, I have never desired that in my life. Mushroom, fine too. Yeah. Peppers, all good. However you like it, wherever you get it from, whatever style it is, whether it's a side of honey, I guess, out there in Colorado, or in a deep dish, mm-hmm. or Trenton style, or whatever the Trenton case may be. Style. <laughs> or, get out of here. Or New they York style. They took it style. out of there a long time ago. Yeah, I guess so. We want to know what you think about the pizza. Do you have memories of Pizza Hut? Is Little Caesars your favorite? Why is Little Caesars your favorite? Do you have CeCe's pizza? Do you know who Papa John is? If you like Pizza Hut, we just want we want to know these things, and we want you to talk to us about it on Twitter at AWM Podcast. We also want you to join our group and talk to us there. But most of all, what we want you to do is have fun. Yeah. That's, that's really the thing. Have tons have fun. of fun. Have fun. Pizza okay? fun. Pizza yes. party. Have a pizza party. Okay. And be sure to uh, subscribe if you don't and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. But one way or another, we will be back next week for something completely different. Don't you worry. No more pizza talk next week. No more pizza. No more the peanuts either. Yeah. One way or another, thank you guys so much for being with us here. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your week. And we will see you next week for more Acid Washed Memories. Like what you heard? Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We will see you next week.